Welcome back to Wellbeing Beyond Measure. This is officially session three. As I shared last week, it's the fourth episode that's really dug into the frameworks of Wellbeing Beyond Measure with the first episode being an introduction. So if you've stumbled upon this one, you're unfamiliar with this series, I encourage you to go back to that very first introductory episode. And there's even one before that talked about the journey to get to this point. Wellbeing Beyond Measure is a course inspired by a lot of feedback I received from the Beyond Measure private community that I've been running for several years. And a lot of people wanted to focus on navigating uncomfortable times with elevated self-care. So that is the aim of each of these sessions. And they build upon things that I have been trained on as a well-being coach. There are references to studies and uh, various psychology resources. And most of these sessions have some sort of an exercise involved. So I encourage you, if you can, if you're not driving or multitasking, if you can pause yourself, any of that, anything that you've been doing, or come back to this later when you're able to, and participate in the prompts that you'll be given. So you might want to get out a journal, a document, digital document, piece of paper, whatever will help you gain some clarity. Each week, the aim of these sessions is to build upon each other and move closer and closer to figuring out what self-care looks like for you, or maybe just revisiting it. Maybe you want to reflect on something more. Maybe you feel like you need some more answers to come up from within. And my philosophy as a well-being coach, as a podcast host, and pretty much everything I do is not to take a one-size-fits-all approach to life to wellness, to self-care, but really encourage you and myself to find the answers that are going to work best. And sometimes it's not even answers. Sometimes it's just a little clue. <laughs> Before I get into this, I recently did a exercise that was part of one of my clients' work, and they had us as a team do a vision board exercise. And I haven't done one of these in a while because a few years ago I decided I, I didn't really want to. And so it was slightly uncomfortable for me because I was doing something I didn't necessarily feel called to do, but I wanted to participate with the team. So I decided to lean into it to be a good participant in my opinion. <laughs> And it was really lovely. It actually surprised me in a lot of ways. And so hopefully when you try something like these prompts together or anywhere else in your life, like maybe you're doing something that you felt resistant to, whether you've tried it before and you decided you didn't like it. Sometimes it's nice to give things another try. Sometimes we realize we're ready to do something again or to do it for the first time. And as part of that vision board exercise, we use this really neat kit, which I'd be happy to link to in the show notes, the description of this podcast, as well as in the private Beyond Measure community, which you are welcome to join if you haven't heard me talk about before. 
that community is free and open for you to come in and connect with other people in real time and even listen to sessions like this recorded in real time. And I will link to some of these resources so you can check them out for yourself. And one of them will be this vision board that came with a number of different cards and these physical cards, you actually would slide into the vision board and develop it for yourself. A lot of vision board activities involve cutting out photos from a magazine or a newspaper or doing it digitally. And I've done it many times myself, but I've never done it in this particular way with all these cards. I pulled one of these cards to save for today's recording because it really ties into what I'm doing by leading Beyond Measure. Also, I think many different parts of my life, and I'm curious if this resonates with you too. This card says begin, period, even if you have no idea if it will work. And those words are really helpful to me because there's a lot of times I felt like I didn't want to start something, especially something public facing, until I felt like it was going to work or not. But I've learned over and over again, especially in my professional career and my public facing activities, that I rarely ever feel like something's going to work. And sometimes when I do feel like something will work, that confidence kind of gets in my way and I end up finding out that there's a lot of things that need to be fixed and, wor and worked through. And essentially this idea of just beginning something, even if we feel unsure about it, even if we're afraid of it, even if we feel some sort of resistance, if there's just a little part of us that wants to do it, then maybe that's enough to begin. I think I might have mentioned the concept of making 1% progress, getting 1% better. If not, I will share that that's something my yoga studio has been encouraging us to do as students to think about like not trying to accomplish some big goal, not trying to reach a specific level or milestone, but just making a little bit of progress. And I think that it's a great reminder over and over again in life. I might need to hear this for the rest of my life. So you may hear me say it again. Today, the focus is strengths and values. And I am so excited to dig into this with you because it has been enormously helpful in my personal life. I may have mentioned in a previous episode when I was talking about therapy, how my previous therapist had me go through my strengths and values as the foundational element of our therapy or our work together. And it was enormously helpful. It's something I've referred back to over and over again. So this is why I encourage you to write it down, to put it somewhere, any of the work you might do with these prompts, any of the answers that might come out of this, the clarity you might receive, if you can put it somewhere that you can refer back to, you might find this to be really helpful in your self-care. It also ties into the idea that we often copy and paste from templates that we find online, from steps from other people, from case studies. 
rather than trying to interrogate whether these things align with our values and our strengths and ourselves, period. (laughs) And that's my aim every single session. And in most of the podcast episodes, I would say, is, is to help you interrogate, does this feel right for you? Does this work for you? And strengths and values can be a great way to find out. Love to begin with any sort of grounding or meditation or breath work that works well for you. It can be deep breaths. It can be closing your eyes, changing your posture, how you're sitting or standing or moving right now. It could be tuning away from distractions. It could be taking a drink of water, just something that helps bring attention to yourself in this present moment. And also release any tension, maybe even let go of preconceived notions you might have around strengths and values. Sometimes when we hear what we're going to do in a class or a session in a workshop, we immediately jump to a conclusion. We might have a reaction about whether we want to do it. We might have a memory of when we've done it before. If any of those things or something similar to that has come up for you, maybe taking a moment to try to release it or to reflect more on that with curiosity. We'll spend just about 15 minutes doing this. So maybe it's just deciding, do you want to spend the next 15 minutes focusing on your strengths and values? Revisit, refine, clarify, tap into, honor. Does that appeal to you right now? Why or why not? And is there anything else that you want to do or pause in this moment before we get into it? Taking a few more intentional, aware breaths, maybe shaking out your body. If you're about to do that writing, you might want to shake out your hands or your wrists before you write with a pen or a pencil or a type or tap your finger on a device. When you're you're ready, we'll begin with the first prompt, which is, what is your definition of strength? Now, if you are participating live, You can share this in the chat in addition to or instead of writing it out privately.
there's going to be a number of prompts and you'll have space probably 30 seconds to a minute for each of them depending on how in depth you might want to go and if you're choosing not to write you can use that silence there's a little bit of music in the background that you might hear but using that as a reflection time or maybe just enjoying the relaxation of slowing down and listening to these prompts. And none of these have to be any specific structure. Sometimes just hearing a question is enough. We don't necessarily have to answer it consciously. The other question is what is your definition of personal values, core values, perhaps? What does that mean to you when you hear the word strength, when you hear personal values, when you hear them combined as strength and values? These could be two separate definitions merged into one. What is your definition of strengths and values? One person and beyond measure shared in the chat that strength isn't always physical. Maybe it's not always something that you're working on physically. And it could be building different aspects of physical strength and mental strengths. Anything else come up for you as you reflect on these two phrases or combined phrase, strength and values, strengths, plural, values, plural, or maybe just strength, value. What do they mean to you? Here's a definition that came up in a psychology resource from a 2008 definition of strength. A pre-existing capacity for a particular way of behaving, thinking, or feeling that is authentic and energizing to the user and enables optimal functioning, development, and performance. That sounds like a very textbook definition. <laughs> so if you didn't feel clear in your own definition, sometimes hearing somebody else's definition gives you clarity on what you agree with and disagree with. Sometimes we think of strengths as skills or talents. Strengths often come very naturally to us versus something like a skill where we are learning it or we're training, we have an experience that teaches us something. But according to this definition, your strengths are pre-existing. They're part of your capacity. It's just part of how you behave, how you think, how you feel. It's authentic to you. 
and it energizes you. So maybe asking yourself what energizes you part of this exploration and a simpler way of looking at strengths based on a study in, in 2011 that found that when we use our strengths, we have higher levels of well-being. When we don't use our strengths, when we are not perhaps aware of them or connected to them, it's been found that that can lead to periods of unhappiness. So essentially when we ignore our strengths, it's almost like developing atrophy in our muscles. So if we don't use them, if we don't tap into them, if we're not connected to our strengths, we might not feel as good as we do when we are actively using them. So this is your opportunity to think about and share if you'd like, what are your strengths? Even if you can come up with just one, what comes to mind for you? And this is a little challenging for some people. In fact, research has found that in certain studies, only a third of participants were aware of their strengths. So if you feel unclear right now, you're actually in the majority but perhaps you can tap into a version of your strength, which could be resiliency, curiosity, commitment, motivation, energy. Is there something you can tap into to try to identify at least one strength right now? You can ask yourself what you are good at. What do you choose to do because it feels good? That's actually part of the formula positive psychologists recommend to define your strengths. What do you feel naturally, authentically good at? What gives you energy? Before starting the recording today, I was chatting with some of the Beyond Measure members and we were talking about compliments. So another way to figure out, to tap into your strengths is to think about what other, other people tell you you're good at. What do people compliment you on? What do other people seem to notice about you? Those can be clues. And they can be clues based on whether we believe them or not. Maybe this is part of that study where some people aren't aware of their strengths, even when somebody else points them out, they might feel untrue, they might feel foreign. So you might wanna spend more time on this, but for sake of our time together, we're going to move into values. This is the thing that I found extremely interesting and a little foreign to me when I did it with my therapist. 
Because I had a general idea of what my values were, but I hadn't really written them down and clarified them. So I want to share a resource that can be very helpful. There are a number of values lists. What I'm going to share is from berkeleywellbeing.com. It's a printable list of values. And similar to thinking about our strengths, sometimes when we look at something, it helps us decide what, what we resonate with and don't resonate with. And this is quite a long list. There are lists of hundreds of values out there. One place you can start is printing out or opening up a checklist that you can literally check off what you resonate with or circle or highlight. And the Berkeley Wellbeing printable list you can just have on your computer and open up with a PDF viewer and, and sometimes mark, mark up depending on how your PDF system works. But I bet when you look at this, you might not just find values. You might find some strengths. Sometimes they will overlap. And you kind of get to decide how you define a strength and a value. That's why we started that way. So really reflecting on what aligns with your core self. What feels most authentic to you? What energizes you? What feels familiar? What feels clarifying when you see a word, when you write down a word, really leaning into how it feels, how it resonates. And that familiarity might be that you've thought about this before. Maybe you've done an exercise like this before. Or maybe, like I said, somebody said these words to you or one of these words to you and you remembered it. Suddenly, you're recalling a moment that someone pointed this out about you. Sometimes we see these words and we notice them about other people. Sometimes what we notice about other people is true for us and true of us. So try to pick at least one value for now. Ideally, you'll pick five. And once you have at least five, you might have more than five and you need to narrow down. That's okay too, but try to pick five for the remaining prompts. When you have those five, you can add a verb to each of them. And essentially, this is a way to describe yourself and how you can live each of your core values. So three examples, this 
came from psychology today. I did not design this activity. And the examples from psychology today are, if your value is love, your actions might be to act with love, show love, or even receive love with acceptance. If your value is optimism, your actions might be to look at life with optimism or think optimistically. If your value is health, your actions might be to eat healthfully or build a healthy lifestyle. So try to do this exercise for at least one value. You could also do this for your strengths, I think. So give it a try. What's a verb that goes with your strength and or values? I have three more questions for you. The next one is, in what ways do you currently live each of your top five core values? For example, again from Psychology Today, if your value is adventurousness, what do you do to be adventurous? Some of these things might feel really obvious. And actually, thinking about what you do and how you live can help you recognize your values and your strengths because it's authentic. You're doing it maybe without even thinking about it. It comes that naturally to you. The next prompt is, in what ways are you not living your values. Some examples from psychology today. In what ways are you not brave, wise, or compassionate? Sometimes it's hard to answer this, but this is an opportunity for you to privately or publicly, if you want to share, something you're noticing about yourself that's not in alignment with how you actually want to act. Sometimes it's really helpful to check in on it. Another example, if your value is patience, do you ever snap at your loved ones? Loved ones could be people or animals. <laughs> if your value is modesty, do you frequently brag about yourself? <laughs> <laughs> that one makes me laugh. Because oh, even the word brag, everybody has a different definition of it. And maybe thinking about your strengths feels like bragging. So that's not my favorite example. <laughs> but maybe it feels good for you. And here's the last prompt. What new behaviors could you engage in to better live these values? Do you want to do more of something 
Do you want to do less of something? Do you want to add something in? An example from psychology today is how might you be more creative, sociable, or honest if those are your values? So we're going to begin to wrap up shortly. You might feel like you got some answers. You might have drawn a blank. You might want to do more of this. You might want not to do it at all. <laughs> so tuning into how you feel right now, having heard these prompts, maybe having experimented with them, contemplated them, there is no rush. It's just a reminder to tap into yourself, to have more clarity, to set that foundation so you know who you are, what you want, what you need, what's going to serve you whenever you need to navigate an uncomfortable time. And interestingly enough, when I shared that last line out loud, I realized how much I would like to revisit this. I went through an uncomfortable experience yesterday and felt like I needed to work on my self-care. The next session will be coming out in about a week. If you're listening to the recording, they drop out once a week on the podcast. And I also do each of these sessions live right now in January, 2024, every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern in the Beyond Measure community, which is free to join. I would love to have you part of it. There is an energy when people show up live, there's accountability, there is support, there is that communal feeling it's powerful and I would love to have you part of it at the very least to connect with you, but on the higher level to help you connect with others while you connect with yourself. And you are always welcome to share with me. Beyond Measure is the best way to reach me right now. You can use the private message feature just like you would on social media. I don't use social media much except for LinkedIn occasionally go on there. I, I do enjoy messaging people on LinkedIn. So if Beyond Measure doesn't resonate with you, then maybe LinkedIn is a good way for us to connect. You can always try me via email. I've been working on a new system to <laughs> respond to emails a little bit faster. There's a variety of different ways to reach me and I really, really love connecting. So I hope to connect with you. And I hope you enjoy these sessions. Your feedback would be really valuable to me as I explore, as I do the work, even if I don't know if it will work. It's kind of funny to say that out loud because doing the work, doesn't that mean that it is working? It's not about the form, not about the results. It's about doing it, trying it, beginning. And that is a philosophy I bring to every part of Beyond Measure 
every part of this podcast. I appreciate you being here. Wish you nothing but the best as you navigate uncomfortable times. I hope that even just 1% elevation in your self-care makes a difference. Until next time, bye for now. <laughs>